You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. Coming at you live. Turn your speakers up to the Forging Fury. Forging, Forging Fury. Fury podcast. Hola, bienvenidos a mi podcast. Está un podcast bilingual. <laughs> What's going on, sweet people? This is Coach Riley, and on today's episode of the Forging Fury podcast, alongside my best friend, Michael Gray, we have a new friend in the house, Sheena Shaw-Hammer. Hello, how are you? Hi, doing good. Yes, Sheena is here for the competition here at Goodyear Ballpark. It is named... The Legends Masters Championship. Wow, Legends Masters. That sounds badass already. Did you know that was coming before people kind of started showing up? Because I did not hear anything about it. We got an email. Brittany got an email maybe about a month out of like trying to get volunteers and and things like that. But the the things they name these competitions these days, I'm like, what is it named anymore? Like, the Killers of the Mountain Masters League. (laughs) I'm like... What? And we're getting a lot of people from out of state coming here. So I met people from Iowa. I met people from Ohio last night. So, and Sheena, you nice. are from Utah. Okay. What, what yeah. part of Utah? Um, North Ogden, Utah. Okay. Yeah. As soon as Michael, like you guys met at the gym, Michael said, oh, and she's from Utah. So as soon as you were from Utah, he was going to have you on the show because he loves Utah. Yeah. He's like a big Utah guy. I do, I do love Utah. Yes. So we worked out... She and her husband came a couple days ago, and she worked out the class after I was at, where my wife was there, and she said, oh, they're here for some sort of master's competition, and I was like, I didn't even hear about that. Then yesterday, they worked out the same time I did, so I got to talking to them, and like you said, once we found out that they're from Utah, I was like, yeah, I got to have these people on, (laughs) so... So, Sheena, you are a longtime competitor, longtime athlete. Let's get a brief kind of synopsis of your athletic history, starting from, you know, childhood to now. Well, basically, uh, I've been involved in gymnastics my whole life. I started when I was three, um, began competing probably around the age of six. Uh, I traveled all over from the age of 10 till my senior year, um, competed through that, through my high, my whole childhood. And then we, uh, Got a, I got a scholarship to Southern Utah University where I continued on um, and competed there for four years. And, and gymnastics, from what I understand, my cousin was really into gymnastics. There's different levels and, and yes. you, you start to go up. Is there like you have to be a certain age to be a certain level gymnast or like if you advance, you can just ride up the ladder pretty quickly? Yeah, yeah. Nice. No, there's there's no age limit per uh, level. That's one thing I actually, I skipped a few when I was little because I was just ready to rock you were and a roll. Killer. So yeah. <laughs> we actually missed a couple levels mm-hmm. and got rolling pretty early on. What do you think on. through gymnastics prepared you so well for the sport of CrossFit? Like oh, what, please, all the no. things I can't do. You what, what, kind of, yeah. what kind of training did you, got, did you start as a young kid that kind of like just set you up for success in the sport? Um, besides just the training aspect of body weight conditioning type stuff. I think just the mental part of it, uh, gymnasts, you got to have a completely different mentality. I think than a lot of athletes, um, I would train five hours a day, six days a week. Um, That's and at a young age too, yeah. like yeah. you yeah. developed that as a yeah. kid, not, yeah. not as, you know, once you got to senior year in high school, no. you had to have that already. I was doing that about 10 years old. So yeah, I mean, just training like that all the time. I've just created a discipline that I just 
can't deny of. <laughs> and how were your coaches? Because I, my cousin that I said was really into gymnastics, her coaches were hard, like strict, very, very That's, like tough coaches. I had my coach growing up was strict, but not in a in a crazy way. He was actually like a dad to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very knowledgeable about gymnastics, but he was also very open to me to be family oriented. I was still able to do dance company in high school because he wanted me to be involved. He worked around things. Um, and I think that was huge for me because, um, I think a lot of gymnasts get burnt out pretty young. That's what happened. Yeah. Same story. But I think I wasn't that case because my coach was so willing to let me live life and train at the same time and wasn't gymnastics and that was it so it was really good to have that balance I think cool would you say that your gymnastic your love for gymnastics was something that was kind of intrinsic within you or did your parents have to push you like was there a time where your parents were like go do this you're good at it you have to do it and you kind of hated it or was it something you jumped into and loved on your own so I guess from the age of two three I was always flipping around my parents (laughs) none of my siblings did it my mom didn't do it no one in the family was a gymnast there was no you know past history of a gymnast so they just I was kind of one of those crazy little toddlers just rolling around so they threw me in and I loved it from you said at three correct yeah wow three so and I never I mean I had a time in life when I struggled with some fear issues and that but I never got to the point where I wanted to quit. My parents pushed me ever. It was never that. And I, again, think that's huge, especially now being a mom to kids. I don't want them to feel pressured at all. If there's if one If you don't enjoy it, doubt, you're not going to be good. Well, yeah. There's, so, and even if there's 1% of doubt that yeah. you cannot like perfect this movement or you're going to do it safely, that 1% just grows and it controls yeah. you. What event did you excel at in gymnastics or what was your favorite to, to do? Mm. I, I competed all around my whole life, even my four years in college. So I did every event and I really liked every event for different aspects. Um, Beam was probably my least favorite <laughs> because you have to be so chill and just calm. And that's not me. I tried to, <laughs> you know, did okay on it. It wasn't my best event, but um, I liked, I liked the bars. And the How vault. many girls are on a gymnastics team? Um, in college. Sure. We had about 13, 13, 14. So it's almost like trying to get like a basketball scholarship or yeah. like with that amount of people on one team. Mm-hmm. Is it, was it really, really competitive within the team? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, it definitely is. And, how and does only that, five compete. Okay. Yeah. And that's like, how does that, so it's like a depth chart. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a freshman, you're probably lower and then you work away or maybe you're a phenom and you get right put into the top. Yeah, I did. I did um, all around on. as a freshman, but that was kind of my thing. I, you know, if I was going to compete, I didn't want to do one of it. I wanted well, to do them all. So <laughs> what I think parallels to CrossFit through gymnastics is that you have to be good at everything. You mm-hmm. can't, I mean, you can have a strength, but you can't have a weakness. Like you can't be great on the bars and then not great on the floor or on the beam. Like you have to be good at multiple disciplines and you can always tell, especially in the sport of CrossFit, when someone has a strength but yeah. they don't really pay attention to their weaknesses. Just yeah. like it, at, you have to be good at everything, which is a big, what's a big strength to have. Yeah. You mentioned no, having sure. a little fear at one point. Was that of a specific event or just kind of in general? You just, it was, um, anything going backwards. Okay. <laughs> so, which is 
90 percent of gymnastics <laughs> but no i uh it was a crazy time because some routines you had to do certain back elements and I'd find a way to do it. I usually wouldn't practice it because it would scare me <laughs> to practice, but I could just gut it out in competition um, because I could use that adrenaline. Nice. Um, but it, I don't know, it was, it was kind of a blessing because then I became really, really good at frontward tumbling, which is actually more points than backward. So in college, it actually played a huge benefit um, just because I had a really good frontward skills that were actually when I was a kid I'm left-handed and I only wanted to do like a layup or shoot with my left hand and then I like hurt my left hand doing something or like couldn't do it so I had to use my right hand for Mm -hmm. six seven eight months and I could only use my right hand so that was the best thing that happened for me is like Mm -hmm. trying like hurting that hand develop that right hand kind of like how you develop that forward uh gymnastics do you ever have any major injuries like any catastrophic Um, a lot just overuse. Um, I had surgery my freshman year of college, um, a capsule repair in my shoulder, but again, it was mostly just overuse. Does it bother you now? Um, it hasn't actually. I think CrossFit's helped a, a ton, honestly. So. And when you finished gymnastics in college, were you sad to see it go or were you like, I need a break? No, I was really sad. Um, and that's what was so nice about finding CrossFit, um, because I literally didn't know what to do. It was really, really strange part of my life because like I said, I had competed since I was three, five years old, you know, you can't, that's all I knew. Yeah. You can't extinguish that flame. Yeah. Like as a competitor, no, it just you keeps can't. going. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I mean, me and my husband got married, um, a week after we graduated and then we had a. I was pregnant two months later. I think that kind of filled the void because I just, I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and he was already working, coaching. And so he was kind of already into his career. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, but then I found CrossFit probably. In the podcast world, that's what we like to call a segue. Like <laughs> yeah. what, what was, what was your first CrossFit gym? Who were your first coaches? Like who introduced you or got you into CrossFit? So one of my best friends now that, um, her name's Autumn Hawkins. She actually, so I'm an esthetician. So I worked at a spa um, and met Autumn, who was a coach and did aesthetics. Um, so we worked together in the aesthetic world. And she finally talked me into it probably a year or two after she had tried. Um, and she got me into it. And immediately, like the very first day, we had ring dips. And the fact that I could do them, everyone yeah, was just like, you, what the crap? Light years <laughs> like, ahead of yeah. 90% Like, of you've gym. never done this? Mm-hmm. Like, no. <laughs> so I was immediately, like, hooked because were those, just the, like, were the, the was competitive it, were you a little vibe. Bit, yeah, were you a little bit dusty or, like, like you showed up and you were just like, no, I'm I was ready a little to dusty, but yeah. I think CrossFit was pretty new then. So if you had any gymnastics skill back in, what was it, 2009 or 10? You were free You child. know, like, yeah, they were like, what? A handsome push-up? <laughs> so... Um, no, I immediately fell in love with it, like instantly. Cause I was like, Oh cool. You can compete in this. You yeah. can like, you know, I was like this, this will be fun. And what gym did you go to when you first started? Oh, CrossFit, the club, the club, the club in okay. South Ogden. Yep. And that's okay. I wasn't sure where that was. South mm-hmm. Ogden. Okay. Yep. And we from were... there you, uh, you got on competition teams, things like that. So yeah. how quickly did you start competing after you started? Like four months. Yes. Literally. I was, I was the same way. I was the same <laughs> yeah. way. I was like, I, I want to go fast. Like yeah, put me in the race said, car. 
I, yeah, I think my very first competition, um, back when you CrossFit, they held a big one, uh, fitness elevated. And that was my first one. I think that was like three or four months in. And I remember overhead squatting 95 pounds. And of course the heavyweights where I struggle because I am little, but, um, from there, like it just fueled me. Like, I don't know. What's always a good benchmark to compete and kind of see where you're at. So then you know what to kind of work on after that. It's always very, very refreshing after a competition to be like, hey, this is what mm-hmm. got me, mm-hmm. like, but I'm not going to let that get me again. Yeah, yeah. So, so you got onto this competitive, uh, competitive club with the club. Yes. And you guys were pretty successful. Like, Tell us about how, that, uh, how you're competitive with the club. So I, I mean, my first year I made it to regionals individually. But then after that, I did team. Um, That's a, such a weird flex. I was like, yeah. on my first year, I've made it to regionals. But like, <laughs> you know. It's kind of the same yeah. story I have. But, you know, not a lot yeah. of people have that no, story. No, they don't. And so, um, again, though, that that's what kind of fuels me. But um, then I went team the next few years. We went to the games in 2014. Um, we missed it the next year by like one point. Oof. And then... Um, in 16, I had a kid, and I came back in 17, 18, made it back as an individual. Nice. And then had another kid in 18. <laughs> so now I'm master's, and we're trying to just, you know, see how far we can There's get with so that. Much, so many questions I have to ask in this. <laughs> who were some of the people on your team back, yeah. in, back in the day? Like, who'd you uh, compete with? So Lindsey Hassel, who runs the club, he was um, on the team, Chase Haywood, Autumn Hawkins, Chris Perrins. Uh, Chris Perrins actually has been to the games in masters a few times. So you were there second in the world. So you were there when they went from three people to two people. Yeah. And that was a big deal. Like for, I love working with teams. Like I'm only team and don't ask me to go individual, but when they went from three to two, everyone was just like, well, yeah, there it goes. I, I wasn't a fan because the club, we actually were all from the same gym and back when you had to be, you had to be an affiliate. You had to work out together. You had to actually be a true team. I totally miss that. I hate that it's super teams now and you can compete with whoever. I just, I really, really, really enjoyed that camaraderie we made with the affiliate. That's actually when a lot of uh, falling kind of happened because those next couple years when you have to have legit people, like you can't have a weak link at all. And so then we started kind of recruiting and looking at, and it just caused, I don't know, it just got rid of the, uh, community feel and I hated that and now Before it's like it completely gone anymore. yeah now I feel like it's completely gone it's just you're an individual so you, or you prefer the three over the two. Oh, for sure I well, felt that was more testing yes. as a team yes it was because you couldn't have a weak link and to have six people versus four there's always that chance of having a little weak link in there but when did CrossFit do change the rules where you could just make a super team is that recent I mean last four or five think, years three or four years I think three. Now, they've had, yeah, you can yeah. be a super team now. Yeah. Just like a sponsor pay for you guys to be they on They don't the team. have to train together yeah. anymore. Why it, would they do that though? Well. Just because they, I think they it's wanted just to gotten see. so competitive. Yeah, what I think is that the individual cream of the crop has just yeah. skyrocketed that even the competitive athletes in the individual division are like, well, if I want to like make any money, I yeah. want to do this team thing. Exactly. So they all come down to run team now. Yeah. Well, and you can't do it t- like nine, 10 years in a row training that hard. I don't think so. I mean, I, I just think it's to help those, like he was saying, the elite have another opportunity to get to the games without 
Yeah, that's a that's you know, a loss for the community. I think. I think so too. I, do, I, I do didn't realize too. that I've, that was something that has yeah. been changed because so, I haven't been in CrossFit very long myself. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of new. Any super memorable events from those games and regionals oh, yeah. or the games like we had a ton like and really good workout for you like remember oh that? yeah yeah no so the funny thing in 2014 so in 2013 we had missed it just by one team again so 2014 we were fired up we really trained really hard and again it's the same people I've trained with for years so that's what was so cool like they're my bestest friends still like we're like family um and uh, I actually caught, there was a virus going on at the regionals that year in 2014. Not like the coronavirus. A huge, not corona, <laughs> but there was another one. And it literally hit the whole stadium. Like there was individual athletes just drop out. They were sick as crap. And I happened to catch it the night before our last day of competition. <laughs> and we were in, uh, I think we weren't even in first at this point, but uh I knew the last workout was really good for me, and I was sick. I was up all night. I threw up all night long. Had zero. So it was a zero. stomach virus, not like a respiratory. Yeah. This was like no, the flu it game. was stomach virus. Oh. You're yeah. Michael Jordan with like the oh, flu. Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> but like literally, a lot of individuals just peaced out. They're like, "I'm done. I can't even compete." So, anyways, I was up all night long, just throwing up. Didn't sleep maybe an hour. My teammates were on the floor with me because I was cramping up. No one slept. We were just a hot mess. And but I'm like, okay, this is our chance. Like I can't not compete. Like deathly sick. But somehow mustered it up. That last event was a 49, I think chest bar or regular pull ups. I don't know. Can't remember. But uh, being a gymnast, you know, pull ups are my jam. And I was the last one of the six. And everyone had to do their pull-ups and then seven overhead squats. So uh, I busted out those pull-ups unbroken. I think Heck I was yeah. the only one and I was just pumped up. They and put I you remember, on the anchor. You were the <laughs> yeah, anchor. Yeah. So I remember getting off just fired up and I fist pumped to the crowd because back then your whole gym would go and watch. So it was just so fun. I got to that bar, hit my seven overhead squats and we just killed that workout and it and you got an IV first. afterwards. I literally did. <laughs> that's, because what happens, that's what happens when you use Pepto-Bismol as your pre-workout yeah. right there, right? <laughs> no. So I've literally I did because I was the one they had to drug test. Yeah. Oh, I wow. had zero, I could not pee. I had zero fluids in my body. Waited two, three hours. I'm just sick as crap. And they're making me be the one to test for the games. Mm. And I couldn't. That's so I literally had to go out and get an IV in my arm from one of my friends that's a home nurse. <laughs> That an IV put in my arm. What are your thoughts on performance enhancing drugs in the sport? <laughs> They're crap. <laughs> and literally, I mean, I just being the little person, like I'm 118 pounds and most average women are 135, 140 in CrossFit. So yeah, the one factor that always, always, always gets me is the heavy lifting. So the fact that, yeah, people that aren't even... That little cheating to, yeah, I just. It, it sucks as a competitor that. It sucks. Yeah, not not even on that wavelength and then someone's doing mm -hmm. that. And it, you just feel violated as a competitor. Yeah, you're like, well, exactly. what are we even doing here? Yeah. And don't you think if you win when you're on something, nope. then don't you think that that is kind of like it's a hollow victory, I would think. Because oh, yeah. inside you know, well, I got the bestest person because I got yeah. jacked up on. Those people exactly. that are willing to go that far to win, they don't care about that. 
Yeah. They don't. They don't. I know. So they only test one person on the teams? They did a guy and a girl back then. And they just said, hey, she did her yep. pull-ups on Broken. Test that, <laughs> test that girl, man. You'd think it'd be random, but maybe not. They say it's random, but I, I don't it, know. Is it af- It's after the competition. Yes. Though. Not before, not during. Because they, they want to know who's going to the games. They're only testing the ones that made it to the games. I see. Okay. And there's, so, yeah. I don't I know if the there's chosen. ever... Yeah, if there's ever been a person that gets popped after regionals i know there was like post games like gerard got popped that was huge but maybe that's from regionals that mm-hmm. just still in a system i don't know i have no idea i just how that if there's down. a chance to win if there's chance to win money people are going to cheat like yep. that's just the way sports goes and that's the way that's why it's always been and you wouldn't care if if some guy just goes to the gym and wants to look good is on no, something. Dude. It's oh, yeah, when you get no. into competition yeah. that that. When you're if in you want to get yoked and be strong and see what your body can really do and respond to those types of things, yeah, go, go for it. it. Yeah, but don't try to like it's apples to oranges. At that point, like yeah, you're on the Russian protocol and I'm on the you know real food protocol. It's just different. Mm-hmm. East German women. Well, what I'm for, and I'll throw this out there. Let's make a league. Everyone get as juiced up as you want. A CrossFit <laughs> league, a baseball league, an NBA. Get on everything you wanted just coming out of your pores. And I'll watch that. That'll be fun to watch. But don't Go compete. against people exactly. that are doing it the right way. The, you know how awesome the MLB would be if they all took steroids? If the score was 14 <laughs> to 17 every game, they could throw 120 to, uh, mile per hour fastball and then a home run 600 feet. So that's your solution to yes. the, the sport not a having a clean much league and a dirty league. <laughs> You'd I be can surprised. snatch 200 exactly. at 118 pounds. Exactly. It would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> at least it would be yeah. honest, right? Yes. Okay, so you yeah. moved from, you, you did some CrossFit stuff, and now you, you own a CrossFit gym up in Utah. Ben mm-hmm. Lomond CrossFit, is that correct? Yep. Or CrossFit Ben Lomond? Ben Lomond CrossFit. Okay, and I'm excited because when I go up to visit my family for Christmas this year, it's right by where I'm going to be staying. Yes. So I'm going to be dropping awesome. in for sure. And just is that showing- the town name? No, North Ogden. Okay, so, but where, it's a mountain. Okay, okay. Like, I was like, right, where is, who's Ben yeah. Loman and who do I, do I need to shake his hand? It's uh, a yeah. big mountain, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to come and show your people some things. <laughs> no, you're going to shuffle. My belly flopping off. <laughs> you're going to show them the elite athlete. Not that the comes things from. anybody wants to see. But how, uh, how has been running an affiliate? It's been good. No, it's it's been really fun. Um, I've kind of had the thought for about six, seven years now and just nothing's felt right into place yet. Nothing's, you know, um, cause I was going to start it back with the club and then I was going to buy the new West Haven. And then it's just kind of, I don't know. Now this one just made sense. It's, uh, the community we're in. Um, my husband coached high school football up there for seven years and turned the whole program around. Um, so a lot of people, uh, know, the hammer name up there, I guess, a little bit. The so just, name. just kind of, I don't know, it felt right um, where we were at in the community to finally take over that one. And how long ago did you buy that? Uh, just last January, so not okay, even so you a year it right yet. Before <laughs> yeah. COVID hit, January first. We haven't <laughs> talked to a CrossFit gym owner about the COVID situation the, the and, COVID. and how that that hit. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that for you guys? Um, just talk about your experience with that. It was crazy. Um, like I said, we, I felt like we finally were getting the ball rolling. We did a nutrition challenge, all this, um, you know, taking over and changing things the way I want finally was getting there. And then all of this happened. We shut down for the month of April, um, because we were mandatory, you know, it was mandated that we needed to, um, so instantly I was like, okay, how can we keep 
our members paying because here I am with all this. Yeah. Like I still got to pay rent. I get, you know, it doesn't stop for me either. Um, so one thing I did, we rented out all the equipment in the gym. So any member that wanted equipment could come and rent it out. Um, so we just kind of kept tabs of who had what. Um, but yeah, that was our first step. Um, the next thing we had to do a lot of zoom workouts just to try and keep people motivated. It's crazy how hard it is when you don't have that gym to go into. And and that's why most people CrossFit or they'd be at their house doing a workout. They want that. And so totally the case for me, uh, whenever we did the same thing, my wife, Heidi would be on the zoom call with Riley every single day. (laughs) And I couldn't just bring, I just didn't have any desire to do it because I need the in-person. Yep. Exactly. Intensity. So at first I was very uncomfortable with the zoom, but it, it, it sharpened me as a coach. Like I had yeah, to be a better no, coach sure. through zoom. It made me better. So mm-hmm. it was very challenging at first, but I got a hold of it and it, I've, yeah, it, it made me better. Yeah. So it was tough. But you, you saw the men from the boys, right? You saw the people who were really dedicated. Old people, oh, yeah. old people that needed their exercise fix. That's what really who it was. For like sure. A group of 10 to 12 people that would be like, okay, I need to sweat today. Let's yeah. do something. Yeah. Again, if I have 30 minutes. Heidi impressed me during that whole time because she didn't stop at all. Like That's I awesome. almost gave it all up for a few months. You know? yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. even try. Exercise is such such a mental relief for a lot of people that they it can't. Is. Like they got, especially with all these times and how strange things are. Like that's a relief. Like that's a non-negotiable for a lot of people. So then again, another thing we did, uh, cause me being competitive and, you know, I always like something to chase or do. And w- I, uh, made a 14 day challenge. Um, and we posted just on our social media. It was a challenge they could do at their house or just, you know, random things like hill sprints. They had to go find a hill and do 14 hill sprints. And so then it was kind of fun and it actually made our community a lot closer um before I don't think there was much social media there wasn't a a ton of community before we took over and I think even just doing this helped that grow a ton because then all these random people that normally don't say anything at the gym or whatever are posting like hey I did it I did it and then you know it kind of so it was kind of cool it it, that 14-day challenge was really fun um and then another one we did is had individual uh, members make up their own workout. So we'd be like, hey, Ann, make a workout you want to do. So then she would post it, and then the gym would do it. And cool. so we had to do a lot of involvement that way. But honestly, we didn't see a huge decline in membership, which was awesome. When you In Utah, April, like that's a great time to be outside oh, yeah. working out anyway. It was. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, was, we saw... Like we've did the same thing, some different challenges and things like that. Mm-hmm. We were lucky enough to have a park super close to the gym. So we yeah. had park workouts. I was lucky. Yep. But we saw almost a more interest of coming in. Like during this whole craziness mm-hmm. of the world, we've had people come want to come into the gym, which is yeah. a whole nother kind of thing to think about. But people are realizing that their health is important. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. It took something like this for people to really realize that. And it has made our community stronger yeah as, as cliche sure. as that sounds everyone that kind of went through all this together now they they know yeah everyone knows each other everyone is a little bit closer and everyone that wants to be there is there yeah because exactly. when it became difficult to people to get there or like didn't want to be there they didn't come they didn't come and back the people or... that stayed they're like yo this is like my people now mm-hmm. it's it's been an interesting haul and i think we're on the other side here but i won't 
forget what we had to do. We had to pivot. Like as mm-hmm. fitness professionals, we had to figure it out. Like yes. let's not go back to that. This is the way one way, you know, CrossFit gym. This is what we have to do. Let's take all these things that we've learned in this time and, and implement them now. Yeah. It's going to make us better as coaches. It's going to make us better as gym owners or sure. coaches at a gym. So well, and as a community For too, sure. I mean, it's important that we all take more control of our health and, you know, it's new year's coming up and, you know, hopefully the COVID thing is on the downward slant and you know, it, it, yeah, hopefully <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not foretelling the future here, but uh, you know, CrossFit's a great way to make yourself harder to kill. I think if you're, oh, if you're sure. in shape, then all of those co- comorbidities that get you, I mean, that's going to be minimized. So exactly. what do you say to someone who's like COVID scared me once things ease up, I want to get into it. Why would they choose CrossFit? Why would they choose Ben Loman CrossFit or, or anywhere in, in the world. Why should they be going to CrossFit? Like I always tell them, it's it's functional fitness. It's what you got to do every day. You got to pick things up. You got to, you know, it's, it's just, it's a good way to stay motivated. I think the community part is awesome. You just don't get that when you go to a Vasa or a Gold's or a whatever. You don't see the same people. You don't get this fun community vibe, which... To me, that's huge. That's literally why I can get up at 5 a.m. in the morning to work out is because I have fun friends there every day, you know, and make me want to be there. What I always I tell people that's huge. is that the treadmills at Lifetime or mm-hmm. any of those communities, they don't call you when you're not no, there. The treadmills know. aren't going to call you. The, uh, the the chest press not going to see how your mom's doing. Like those, that gym true. is not tied in. Like we are yeah. embedded in each other's lives, which yeah. is we are. great. Well, what about someone who's overweight and who's af- afraid of CrossFit? Like everybody I've talked to that starts was like, yep. I, I was scared going in there. Mm-hmm. What do you say to those people who've never done gymnastics when they yeah. were in high school or anything else? Yeah, I actually have a lot of members like that. And that's what I'm loving because our gym's very um, diverse that way. I have a client that I do aesthetics with. I finally have got her in and she's a prime example. Um, she started and then just kind of fell off because her back hurt. Um, but then she came to me again. She's like, I can't get back surgery until I lose 35 pounds. I'm like, thank goodness for that doctor. You know, mm-hmm. he's like... Guaranteed, if you lose 35 pounds, you're going to feel better. You're going to recover better, this and that. And so finally, she's been in the gym every day. She's, you know, in her late 60s. Again, bigger, can barely step up on a step. But like we have scaled it so much that she feels like she's doing exactly what the class is doing. It's totally scalable. As as long as you have those coaches that are knowledgeable and are personable and they know how to work with those people. And that's like our biggest thing. So I love just having people in there like that finally and be like, Hey, I have this lady, she does it. She's fine. You know, I have, how old is Mike at the Mike Picard is in his eighties, eighties. We have, have, so we, at 7am at Fury, we have a master's class, which is all like what the age ranges are like 50 to 70. Like, yeah. And these people get after it every morning. They're yeah. there, and and it's it's really great to walk into and see at the gym. Yeah, Mike's inspiring. I mean, when I'm that age, I want to be doing swinging kettlebells like he's doing. Oh, so he's yeah. he's amazing. We've I, had him on the podcast. He's a great guy. Yeah, no, I have a lot of members like that. This lady Patty, she's 75. She's in there all through Corona, no mask. Like she's like, I'm. Re- I don't care. Like just big old guns. <laughs> You'd be surprised that population. They crazy. either they yeah. really care or they don't care. Or they at all. don't. She's just. <laughs> but she's like, hey. 
I need to get my strict pull up. You know, right. she's more worried about that <laughs> than catching something. So That's- no. And I, I, I mean, a lot of older people don't use social media a lot, but at the same time, the more I've been posting like, Hey, it's scalable. Like you've got to show because a lot of people don't see it until they're in the gym, but to know that it's like that in there, you know, like I try and post a lot about that. Like, Hey, we have scaling options. Our coaches will work one-on-one for your particular needs. You know, my day ones, that's what I always call them. Like people that come in and try for the first time I look them and I'm like, don't look at anyone else during your workout today. Yeah. All you need to worry about is what you're doing because these people have been doing this a long dang time. Yeah. And they also have started right where you are. So mm-hmm. don't compare yourself to anyone but you. Like you versus you. And that's all that it is for maybe the first two to three weeks. Yeah. It, it's but very, that's but yeah, when you see part. people going full crazy and yeah. you're like, I have to step on this little plate and then yeah. I have to do a single under where they're doing muscle ups and rope climbs. Yeah. You're like, what's, go- what's going on? But yeah, making people feel comfortable in, mm-hmm. in the house is, is always important to me. Yep. So back to the competition we have going this weekend, you are getting back into the competitive season of your life, right? You've got yeah. four kids now, and uh, I think your husband was saying she's got the itch again, right? So w- <laughs> what are your goals moving forward? Uh, obviously, you're going to rock it out this weekend, but what, what are some goals for, for you in the coming years? Um, it's, as a competitor, it's always been get back to the games as a masters, but then I'm always trying to be realistic of life. I've always, you know, not been one to make excuses or this and that, but I, you know, running the gym now, I'm an esthetician and work that I have my four kids that are now teenagers that are involved in their own sports. And I don't ever want to put my stuff above them. Um, so I definitely, I'm training hard and doing all that I can, but still, I just know the level of CrossFit now. You have to be putting in a, a ton. professional athlete. <laughs> you do. You're a and so athlete. I definitely would like to get back to the games as a master's, but now where it's only 10 in the entire world too, they've limited it now to 10 that it's like, you know, well, I like so, how this, the sport is countered now and giving more opportunities to compete. Not the games isn't the only thing anymore. Yeah, exactly. So you have things like granite, like Waterpalooza, like this I mean, and, there's yeah. everywhere now. You can do a bigger kind of higher competitive competition, sure. and it's not just the games. Yeah. Like, so a lot of people have a goal of going to granite and just yeah. placing, and they don't care if they go up. Granite to the games. is my Super Bowl. Like granite, you, you love it. <laughs> granite, Waterpalooza, like those like mid major compet- like competitions, like. I'm not going to make it to the games. I just that's how it is. And, yeah. and I would love to go to those competitions and do my best. And, and that's my Super Bowl. Like just how regionals, regionals used to be the Super yeah, Bowl. Exactly. And now they got rid of that. So we've had to pivot as competitors and, For and, sure. and figure it out. But it still doesn't, that doesn't go away. How are the Iron Games? I know they have that in Southern Utah. Is that, yeah. is that like a mid-level, kind of like the Granite Games? Or is it they're not quite that They're getting there. They're getting not there yet. But I think that's what they're trying to get to. For sure. I went the last two years and it's been, it's been awesome. The venue, obviously I love it because that's where I went to school. Sure. Um, it's Southern Utah is great. Yeah. And they, they include the football field, the swimming, the running a lot more than just your CrossFit Metcons, which I'm a fan of. I like doing the (laughs) The out. Yeah. See, I'm the the same way. I love a long swim. I love a long run. An obstacle course. Give me something something that different. Yeah. They can't practice at their gym 10,000 times. And they have skill competitions, I think, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For people that aren't as competitive. For all of those. I would love to do that sometime. That, that would be the kind of thing I'd like to work up to. It's just something. Is this your first time competing as a master? Yes. Nice. How's that feel? 
different. That's <laughs> like, I just don't know where I'm at. Like usually mm-hmm. you can follow people and you know, you know where you're at. Like, but now I'm like, I just don't know. What really though, that division now is the same people that started CrossFit. They exactly. were really competitive with you. Now they've just, you've yeah. just through time, yeah. you're going to be competing with the same girls you're at regionals with. Pretty much. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, the, Except for they're all starting to have kids now and I'm done. So <laughs> all right. they just That's our started strategy. and I'm finished. No. So I, I was telling you earlier that we have a lot of moms that listen to this. Tell mm-hmm. us like your like your process, like pre partum, postpartum, like is there any things that you've seen success with when like you're during at, during your pregnancy, after your pregnancy, any kind of tips for our moms out there? I just honestly tried to keep life as normal as possible. Again, I'm not one to make excuses. And so I am almost the opposite of like, I'm going to prove that I can still do a muscle up at 39 weeks pregnant. I'm going to prove that, you know what I mean? I've just always had that mindset. Um, And so for a doctor to say, you can't do this, you can't, I'm like, yeah, I can. Like, I'm fine, you know? So I'm a little extreme, I think, for (laughs) most, but um, I tried to keep, it just as normal. And I try and do that now I have four kids, but, and I think a lot of moms just let everything go. They put a hundred percent into their kids, which is awesome. But at the same time, you can't lose yourself or you're just not as happy as a person, I think. So the fact that I can still compete and my kids support it and, you know, my 13 year old now CrossFits with me almost every day. And like, it's awesome. Like we love having that and they like to see their mom doing something as well, not just sitting around. I interviewed <laughs> so. another very competitive athlete, Rachel Cannon, who's one of the coaches at our gym. And she said the same, like verbatim, what you said is that I love my kids. I put all of I have into my kids, but I'm not going to lose myself mm-hmm. over my kids. And, and she's really into fitness and she's, yeah. she's a fire breather. And like, she's, she was my teammate in a lot of our teams, but yeah. two kids and just a, a savage. Like I would just say she's a great athlete and she's getting better, which is really scary. Mm-hmm. It's been crazy for me, look, during this time of like, I don't know, we're getting ready to do the open again in February. Everything's getting back to normal. But like there was this kind of 10 month gap where people weren't really competing. Like everything got canceled. Like we were, we were prepping up for uh, the Dakota games. We're going to go out to South Dakota, which I thought was really cool. And they, they canceled it. And like, as soon as that, they canceled all of that. We were like, what do we do? Like Mm -hmm. you have to stay, stay ready for 10 months. And that training to stay ready for CrossFit, Competition. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. So I personally kind of, like I said, I pivoted with, with doing this fire stuff now, but to stay CrossFit ready for 10, 12 months is so hard. It's hard. It's That's why hard. you just got to try and enjoy it and make it like I go hard every day. I'm in the gym. And if there's days that it's just not filling it, like I finally like, it's okay, it's fine. You know, but um, I just think trying to continue to keep everything as normal as possible you know I work out with the class yeah. that's one thing I found I used to train alone um once I kind of got out of the team thing and started doing individual I didn't really train with a ton of people all the time and then it just wasn't enjoyable if I'm not enjoying it it's it's not worth it to me so now that I I work out with my members every day I do do some extra you know because I have to but I'll ask any of the members, Hey, you want to jump in? You want to do this with me? And, um, that's, that's helped a lot too. Lately, so I've been doing the class two or three times a week and, mm-hmm. and that's what you said. It just makes it fun again. Way more to, fun to do it. I, I love to train alone. I'm like a weirdo. Like I'll listen to music really loud and just lift and, and do everything alone. 
but it's not fun. You get to a yeah, point where you're like, I'm not looking forward to going to the gym and training exactly. alone. But you add, I mean, I got up at 5 a.m. to come squat with my buddies on Monday. Like They're mm-hmm. like, you going to come squat with us on Monday? I'm like, okay. So I showed up to the 6 a.m. class. Like that that thing is, yeah. is what makes CrossFit great, I think, is like you want to be around those people. You don't want to let your people down. Like that kind of like that blanket of, uh, hey, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It helps. I feel like I get more support that way as well for my members. Just trying to be a competitor, they get it, you know. And the more I'm involved with them and – uh they see how hard I work and go like, I feel like I'm just a better example that way for them to see and not think I'm over them or better and have to do my own training or, you know, I don't ever want it to be perceived that way. Um, which I think it has in the past when I did team and stuff. I don't know. So now just being the owner of Ben Loman, I definitely want it to be all community. So I'm trying to keep that as good as possible that way so is there any event this weekend that you're nervous about or looking forward to the most max lift always because mm-hmm. just nervous no i mean i know where i'm at mm-hmm. and it's just never the numbers i need to be <laughs> to be competitive yeah <laughs> um, well it's like you have so. your things that aren't your best but you just got to stay competitive exactly like i mean if unless your name's matt fraser you're not winning every event yeah so just like, okay, this might be my worst one, but I'm going to try to stick in and like yeah. make, make it competitive. Exactly. Because I'm the same way. I'm not a heavy lifter. Mm-hmm. And you know gymnastics are coming, so you got to make yeah. it up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the handstand walk um, oh, you'll, one will be fun. So They're going to have to tie one hand around your back <laughs> to keep up with you, I think. Is it supposed to get cold in the next couple of days? No, it's supposed to be warm all weekend. And then it's going to get cold after that, mm-hmm. so you came at the perfect time. Cause it's, like, we've, we had a little bit of a cold snap. I mean, not... Not a Utah cold not snap. 20s, yeah. so She's I'm a good. Utah person. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, this is a summer day. Really but you'll be is. outdoors for the most part, right? Because it's a good, good yeah, year ballpark. Yeah, I think it's all outdoors okay. the whole week. That's so Max, what's the lift? Snatch and clean and jerk. Oh, wow. Both. So both. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really cool. And you so, have X amount of time to do both? Yeah. How long? Five for the snatch and seven for clean and jerk. Don't tell me what your ma- so. max lifts are <laughs> because it'll be like double mine and I just don't think I can handle that right now. Is that first in the beginning of the competition? Yeah, okay. That's so event one. That's good. Yeah. Get that one Get out of the way. Get it over with for sure. I and like then, to have that max lift like on the third or fourth day mm-hmm. when everyone's a little bit more tired because it closes exactly. the gap a little bit for me. Exactly. <laughs> it's like if you do it fresh from day one, you're like, there's no way I'm going to hang yep. in here. But maybe if their legs are a little tired and they went out exactly. a little hard on the other ones. Because we had at, at Granite on the, I think it was the second day last event, a max clean. Just like everyone, all three of the boys max clean and we did well on that because everyone else was so tired like our numbers were not great but not bad but we were competitive in that event because everyone else was a little fatigued made up up some ground there yes um yeah well sheena it was great having you good luck this weekend Um, we got to do our customary you know end of the podcast okay okay okay, before we let her go okay go for it uh we usually like to end this (laughs) thing with like a a solid quote or something you live by or what do you think people need to hear out there Hmm. Do you ever have like an inner <laughs> mantra while you're competing? Like, what do you what are you telling yourself while you compete? Um, this is the gospel y'all, according to Sheena. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> throw me. We put, we put everyone on the spot. Yeah. I know. Um, again, I'm just one to. I like to prove people wrong. I think that's always been my thing. I've always been little. I had the backward tumbling thing. I wouldn't stick with it. You know, I've kind of always had to be like, I just there to prove people wrong 
We call that taking souls. Heck you like yeah. to take souls. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, li- you like guess. to work for that too. So yeah. you have to work no, to prove, I do, pa- for sure. prove people wrong. Yep. That's like, I like no, that's just sure. a mindset, a competitor's mindset. It's like, I'm here to. And murder. I'm here to have my soul taken by everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm the one, I've got no soul anymore because everyone always takes mine. <laughs> well, good luck to you this weekend. Thank you. We hope you do well and come back next year. Okay. Yeah, right. Save me Thank a double X t shirt because I'm dropping I in will. and I always buy Hopefully a t shirt. Hopefully, by that when time, it just be an XL. It's like a month from now. Well, get your <laughs> this, shit together. This month. <laughs> All right. I do Thank have you, Sheena. You're welcome.